Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Full of frustration, full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation, two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Week one, take it off. Yep, although I wish we could go back to the start again. (laughs) Oh, isn't soccer beautiful? This is the MLS UK show. Welcome along to season two, episode, I want to say six. Yeah, it is. Episode six, wow. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Let's do it. We will be reacting to all of week one's action, including Atlanta's loss at DC United. Yeah, other stuff has happened, unfortunately, but other stuff is the Champions League. (laughs) How's that work out for you? Not very good. Yeah. Uh, We will, of course, have the return of the game with the changing name. We've got two DPs on as well. Yeah, and my girlfriend's uh, kit review, part two. All the ladies joining us on the podcast for International Women's Day. All the women, and I'm not mad about it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So come on, how are you? How are you feeling? Oh, I was doing well, and then the Champions League happened. As we know, I support Bolton Wanderers, that's my English team, so I need some light relief, but Atlanta aren't giving it to me at the moment. A 5-0 aggregate defeat the last two... Two games. Do you know where I stand with this though? Because a, a lot of a lot of people are enjoying this. Um, Atlanta were kind of sort of the team everyone loves to hate mm-hmm. after they're sort of just rocking up and being really successful. And do you know what? Actually, I I just think it's all going to be fine. I re- like I I don't. There's a few issues I have with them that I wanted that I want to talk about. But on the whole, when we're worrying about the season and the next three, four, five, six, seven months ahead, I don't worry for Atlanta. Um. I do and I don't. 
Uh, my my issue is with the DC game. I thought they were going to heavily rest players, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And if they'd have got that result with uh, after resting players, you'd think, all right. But that that was a fairly strong side. It was a much stronger side than everyone was expecting. Yeah, people were reporting that there would be eleven changes. I'd kind of thought there'd be something something in the middle, and like straight off, straight off. Martinez starts up top, yeah, yeah, and you think, okay, they're going for this, and you know, even Vialba rarely starts. Tito rarely starts for Atlanta. He's he's always in off the bench, but he's a great option to have. So he starts. I don't see that as a weakness. Weakening that that no. he starts no. on the wing. Um, PT plays. I I don't really know what to make of him. I don't know why he's playing out on the wing. It just didn't... I was really disappointed because I thought, look, if you're going to go for the Champions League and play catch-up in MLS, that's fine. But, uh, we know that has to happen. But that's that team was strong and it didn't perform. And by the way, they're not getting the headlines, but DC were very good. They were, and DC um, controlled it. And for, for DC's point of view, I think it, for their fans, I'd be... Uh, I'd be really excited because they've won that game. I didn't really think that DC needed to get into fifth gear. They uh, they controlled the game. Atlanta didn't really create anything, and that's the most disappointing thing. But from a DC point of view, yeah, great start, and uh, it looks like they've they've carried on from last season. What did you make of uh, of Pity from what you saw? Um, I was encouraged. I thought it was difficult for him. The weather as well. You know, even Lionel Messi would have had issues in that <laughs> weather. So um, I was encouraged by a few things. He put a, a great cross into the box and from a free kick. Um, he didn't really have much chance to to influence the game, but I'm excited f- to see what he can do going forward. And um, you know, hopefully he can start a few more games. But I mean, Atlanta, I, I do think they'll beat Cincinnati this weekend. And I said to you, we were texting during the game, and I said, I think Atlanta are going to be a, like an away side, sorry, a home side this year where home they're going to smash teams. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Cincinnati to like 3 or 4-0. However, away, I don't know, we've just seen a few issues in the cha- both Champions League games mm. and um, the DC game. So it's, it's interesting. Keeps things keeps things interesting. You don't want to win every game, do you? <laughs> my my issue is, is, is the balls into the box. Martinez is the last person you want at, attacking a, a, yeah. you know, a, a high cross into the box. So PT looked good. He looked. He was very much that guy. He reminded me of you know when you play like Sunday League, and is the guy that always wants the ball. You always give him the ball, and he just looks incredible when he's on it. Even just yeah, doing yeah. the simplest things, he looks good. But his, you know, he was sort of beating his man and, and putting crosses in, and they weren't really finding anyone because you got one man up up top, and it was it was Martinez. I just I just think DeBoer's DeBoer's got it wrong. And while we're on it, uh, moving slightly away from Atlanta into just Champions League in general. Can it just bore off? I'm not bothered about it. I don't. I don't watch it. I don't watch any of the games. I just. It's just pointless. We spend three months, four months waiting for MLS to come back, and then when it does, you've got teams heavily rotating because all of a sudden, after playing no games for three months, they then play three in a week. I, I'm, I'm bored of it. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we'll do. We'll, we'll save this bit that you've just said. And if Orlando City ever have a freak, a complete freak season, <laughs> yeah, and manage to get in the Champions League. <laughs> if Orlando City ever got in the Champions League, I'm going to re- replay this to you. I like no, it. I'm being serious I, though. I, I like it. It's mate. embarrassing for MLS because all four sides are now going to go out. SKC have probably got the best chance. Yeah. 
it's they're being humiliated and it's affecting the soccer that we love at the weekend where there's there's too much rotation going on. Would you like it better if, uh, say it ran like it does in Europe, where for ma- the majority of the teams it starts in, what, September? Yeah. It's so just, if it started a month later... It's all crammed together. So if it started a month later into the MLS season... It needs season, to be more spread out as well, though. Like, we have our Champions League weeks, and then there'll be a little break, and then there's another... Yeah. These are just all... Yeah, I'm just... Spin it off. To be fair, I think uh, it does cater to... The other leagues, I don't think it caters to MLS very well. And that's why I don't think an MLS team really, really stands a chance. Yeah, right. Now, uh, moving away from Atlanta, very quickly, I must say. um, It was the first week of MLS last week. Excluding DC and the poor performance from Atlanta, who else stood out for you? Are you forgetting something? (sighs) Big win for LAFC. No. Are you forgetting something? Cincinnati's first game, we lost 4-1. That's a shame. Before we get to that, is there something that's, uh, I don't know, kind of uh, a little bit different every week, a little bit tangible, a little bit unique, something special, just to kind of whet our appetite for uh, the podcast ahead? Jimmy McGain with a changing name! He got it right! I wrote it down. I don't like it that you just got it right. Um, Are you doing it this week? Yeah. Go on. Right, this player, um, get thinking of your standout performance. Um, this player is... Oh, sorry, I need to explain what the game is. I'm so excited because I got the name right. <laughs> uh, so this is a game we play every week on the podcast where we give you uh, the career path of a, a soccer player that has played both in England, or, well, the UK, and MLS. So he can be American, he can be British, he could be from anywhere. This week's player is actually American. And his... Career path in MLS started at Columbus Crew. He was there for seven seasons, right? 1996, he first played for them. He then went to Preston North End on loan, Everton on loan, and then signed for Fulham, where he played 140 games and scored 33 goals. That was between 2004 and 2008. He then went back to Chicago Fire and played uh, 59 games, scored 18 goals. Who is this player? Another clue is... For the US, he played 95 times and scored 30 goals. Okay, I do know who it is. Right. I'm just amazed they haven't played for Bolton. That's the first one you've chosen <laughs> that hasn't played for Bolton, I think. Um, well, Preston and Everton are quite clear, are quite near geographically to Bolton. So, um, Tweet us. Let us know if, you, if you've got it. We know if you wait until the end of the podcast to tell us. So don't bother. I'm just checking I have got it right. Bear with. Oh, it does sound... The amount of uh, taps you did there does sound the amount of characters in this guy's name. Oh, I've got it wrong. Oh, right, okay. Ah, blown it wide open. Good job I checked. Uh, so have a think about that. Um, yeah, and tweet us if you think you know the answer. Or wait till the end of the podcast. Uh, so, who had the uh, standout performance last weekend, Elliot? Do you know, uh, as much as I was excited to see Cincinnati in action, um, and to be fair, I admire the coach. He's kind of given... Uh, given the players who who got them to MLS a go in that first week, they they earned their their start. So maybe we'll see a different Cincinnati this week. But for me, it was about the return of Jordan Morris at Seattle. I love this story. Um, I listened to a couple of interviews with him last week, where just a really humble guy just said, "I've I've just missed being out there so much. I've missed it." Um, I, I have to, to sit and watch and it kills me, it's horrible uh, and he was back out on the field and he scored two goals and uh, the second of which 
with his wrong foot, curling <laughs> curling effort. Beautiful. Really happy for him. Yeah, it was nice to see because uh, for me in particular, I um, last season my first, was my first full season really yeah. watching MLS. So I've heard of this Jordan Morris. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's all know, right. He's he's meant to be all right. So I was really excited to see him. So uh, yeah, Jordan Morris smashed it first game. Um, what do you think of Cincinnati uh, performance? I don't. I mean, first of all, the goal. The goal. Was when a good you goal. announce your arrival in MLS with yeah. a goal like that. Fair play, because that was beautiful. I know, especially with the new teams entering the league in the next few years. That that goal will be shown over and over again. Um, it, it was difficult. Seattle away. I don't. I don't care what LAFC did last year. That's a that's a tough first game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I just like I say. I just think they didn't play their strongest team. If you look at if you look on paper, they didn't they didn't play their strongest eleven. I think it was very much based on the players that that got them there. I do worry for them. You know, I have this thing about Fernando Adi, but his stats are not good. They're not. Um, I do I do worry for them in the goals department. They certainly leaked a fair few at the back as well. I don't see them as a playoff team, but I think they'll be better than they showed at the weekend. Yeah, I. I what is a good season for Cincinnati? But if they finish bottom, mm. do they have a bit more leeway with it, and where you can't really criticise them too much because it is the first game? I or... think if they finish bottom, it's a wake up call. I think it's yeah. a wake up call that they need they need to strengthen the, the the roster. They've got a fair amount of experience there. I just don't know how it all how it all fits together. And I guess we get to see that over the next six, seven, eight weeks. Yeah, I guess this weekend's game against a struggling Atlanta <laughs> that should, that could be. Uh, he could get a really I don't, good result. I don't fancy Cincy's chances here. I really don't. Um, Toronto FC, 3-1 at Philadelphia Union. This was a really good result for them. Yeah. Michael Bradley, what is he now, giant top goal scorer? Yeah, he was leading the uh, leading the goals for, for 2019 at that point when he uh, when he put that penalty <laughs> After away. one game. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, do you know what? Um, they did well. Cons- I think it's a did well considering. Yeah. Um, I was expecting expecting Philly to be better. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was expecting more from from Philly, Toronto. A weak a weak side. Everyone keeps saying you know they've they've now got the Pozuelo deal done, but he he wasn't available. Um, missing missing a fair amount going forward. Apparently, Altidore not not in the squad either. And uh, and they did all right because the goal machine stepped up. Michael Bradley, <laughs> king of sideways passing, managed to pass <laughs> it forward into the top of the net. Um, elsewhere, they were draws in the Houston RSL game, uh, the Columbus New York Red Bulls game, FC Dallas of New York New England Revolution. They were all one one then. Um, there were two draws. I want to uh, like uh, catch up on now. Yeah, we'll talk about Orlando in a minute. But the official, this is official, hmm. the coldest ever match in yeah. MLS. What a game this was. 2-2, two, 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 Colorado. 3-3. Three, 3-3, three. Three, three, sorry. 3-3, um, three, three, Colorado and Portland Timbers. Late drama, snow. It's just—it's what we've come to expect in an opening weekend in MLS, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and Col- like, because you were raving about Col- uh, Colorado Rapids. Yeah. They've had a good close season with signings. Is, does this say a lot to you about them, or because Portland Timbers are one of the favourites for the MLS Cup? So I don't draw. I don't think if you if you watch three seconds of highlights from this game, pick any three seconds <laughs> of this game, you'll admit that you can't look into this. You can't take anything from this game whatsoever. It's a complete red herring. Um, 
but I, I, I just, I still like the look of them on on paper, and and I just think in a game like that, any anything goes. We saw Atlanta and Minnesota a couple yeah, of years yeah. back. You can't you can't judge uh, anything from these games, but I I'm still confident on the on the Colorado front. And do you know what, Timbers without a, a DP up top, they've been trying to trying to fill that fill that spot up top in attack. Do we need someone? Could we maybe introduce a rule where the DP slots can be traded? Oh. LA Galaxy would have had, him, had it often, <laughs> wouldn't they? Well, uh, with some of the fans' reactions to Dos Santos leaving, I don't think the uh, I think they were happy. <laughs> um, so Orlando, New York City. Then um, we both watched this game. Mm. Um, it was a game of two halves. I'm going to let you take this one because I've gone in on Atlanta, and actually, I think I was quite fair. I think mm. it was more the, the the lineup I had an issue with rather than anything else. I'm just going to let you take this one. Well, I I did a a tweet on our MLS UK show Twitter account um, at half time saying like New Year same me or something like that. It was a gif of uh, Kirby enthusiasm, um, and then as it finished, I had to re quote retweet it and say, "Oh, I meant the Orlando from the start of last season, <laughs> not the end." Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great game. It was a great advert for the league. Of course, there was an interest here in the UK because of Nanny playing. Um, say, it, say it properly, Nanny, Nanny. Um, I don't think Orlando played any better in the second half than they did in the first no, half. No, I, I think they were the better side in the first half. They just there was just two two nice little nice goals. Yeah, I, I I think I don't know. I said last week that I worry for New York City as sort of the underachievers. Maybe with Orlando signing Nanny, um, maybe I don't know. Maybe they they they're showing that they they're getting more equal. But then again, you know, Orlando uh, New York City. I, I personally, I think we deserved the the lead in the first half. Maybe not two 0 but maybe a one 0 Orlando did better in the second half, and for New York City, it'll be a concern that they're throwing away a two goal lead. However, on paper, a draw is not a bad result. First game, so I think both will be happy. And what did you make of uh, of Nanny's impact? That's a hell of a double sub to be able to make, by the way. Nanny and Dwyer on yeah, together. It, it is so credit. I mean, that's good for Orlando. I think they lacked a lot of depth in the squad last year, so that's that's good for them. But uh, Nanny, yeah, he, he, his first touch helped contribute to the goal, but it was difficult. He only played half an hour. I can't really judge him mm. off that. Yeah, instant impact though. Bond down the wing, played in Dwyer. Dwyer again with one of his first touches in a position that he would have had taken a shot last year. 100% Dwyer shoots last year. He squared it to Tesha, which I like. Um, just to touch on NYCFC, uh, Mitrita looked good, mm-hmm. much like PT. Looked good, lo- showed real flashes of quality, but then a lot of the time just blasted the ball. Carlos Rivas style, uh, sort of like 90 yards above yeah. the bar. So I, I, it, it will come for him. He does look special. The pass, though, the pass that led to the second goal, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Great pass. And that that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. I think he, he can open up defences like that because that was, for me... That was, if not the best, definitely one of the best passes of the weekend. Definitely missing a, a, a striker, somebody to somebody to play an attack up top, New York, New York City, and apparently are scouring Europe as we speak um, to try and get a deal done. Well, because Maxi Morales up front was not yeah. really a, not really your average, average target man. Well, it's, it's raining heavily outside, so I hope they brought a coat. <laughs> um, Moving on to our first designated phoner now, uh, because it was International Women's Day, well, it's International Women's Day as we record it, this is Friday, uh, we're going to have a few uh, ladies on the show today, uh, one of them being Michelle, who is uh, an LA Galaxy fan, she's uh, part of MLS Female on Twitter, 
Um, but she went to LA Galaxy and LAFC this weekend. So, Michelle, welcome to MLS UK Show. Yeah, great. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Um, I feel like we're, we're long-lost friends. You've been on before. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so since we last spoke to you, um, obviously Galaxy, uh, your team missed out on uh, missed out on the playoffs by a point, which must have been a little bit heartbreaking. Yes, it was, but I knew my team, and it shouldn't have come down to them having to qualify with one last game. So you know they should have won those games earlier in the season. I'm glad that Zlatan decided to stick around, and we we really are cleaning up now with a new head coach and a new general manager so signing lots of midfielders of course it's always been crowded there but um unfortunately we did have to lose Ola Kamara and uh good news is we did buy out Giovanni Dos Santos so that way we could make space uh for Efren Alvarez who came on and that 16 year old kid made a spark so I think this uh this season's looking very very well and like much more promising you sound very optimistic already i like it (laughs) yeah Yeah, well i guess compared to the last two seasons right (laughs) well yeah okay i understand that um i noticed as well uh because we follow you on instagram i noticed that this would never happen in the uk by the way you went and watched uh la galaxy on saturday and then went and watched uh lafc as well okay yeah so (laughs) um (laughs) I went to just observe the LAFC game. Yeah, they yeah. Enemy territory. <laughs> I was totally undercover. I, I uh, incognito with my sunglasses and everything. Um, <laughs> but actually, because uh, uh, Araceli Villanueva, who's the MLS female writer for LAFC, she also covers um, Sporting Kansas City for for MLS, and um, sometimes she'll contribute for MLS female with that and. So she she said, hey, I'm visiting in town, like, come with me, and I'm not going to turn down free soccer and a, <laughs> <laughs> and a chance to scope out the enemy. So, yeah, I was definitely out of, out of my element, um, and I'm not just, you know, going to bash LAFC. I mean, their fans are our fans, and it was a good atmosphere. They were down, um, and I really thought SKC was going to win because of how they've been performing in the CONCACAF uh, league, but... Yeah, but a very late goal in stoppage time, and and LAFC pulled it off. So, yeah, it was a, it was it was an interesting game. It was exciting, and and uh, like I love I love soccer. So, like I said, I'm not going to turn down a free trip. <laughs> we'll let you off, but you won't see me. Uh, you won't see me going to see Ipswich anytime soon as a Norwich fan. That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I I really thought people were gonna. I thought I was gonna lose followers. I thought they were gonna bash me. <laughs> Um, I actually got more hate for having a crush on Jordan Morris uh, last season. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's okay as long as, you know, I'm not cheering for anybody else. And it, does the Jordan Morris crush still stand? It it does. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd be over it. But watching him make his comeback after tearing his ACL was really something phenomenal for him. And, um, you know, we all support him when he's wearing the U.S. men's jersey. So maybe he can still do that. But... I know that squad's also getting younger, so. Yeah, he certainly uh, certainly is back in a big way. And I noticed as well. Yeah. Uh, you went to see you went to see Galaxy. They won two two one against Chicago, uh, yes. and you went to see LAFC, who won two one against SKC. Where? <laughs> what game are you watching this week? Because I'm going to put a bet on two one. 
Um, I'll be streaming the the FC Dallas Galaxy game. Um, I mean, this Saturday, honestly, I don't have any plans. I think I'll just sit around and watch all the soccer. <laughs> This is the see. This is it the, for for International Women's Day. This is what I like. Uh, it's so <laughs> so important that we got you on because you just live and breathe soccer. I do, but but that makes me not a typical woman, doesn't it? Like that's the whole thing of MLS female, and that's uh that's kind of like I mean the the stereotype is being shattered, but it still stands. In some yeah, ways. but but I think I I think in so many cases you you're kind of becoming a a, a bit of a role model because so many people. Um, kind of just associate it as as a as a men's game, and we know that that's we know that that's totally wrong. And I I I love looking through Instagram and seeing how much how involved you are, how many events you get to go to, and all the cool things you get to cover. And I just I just think it's so cool that you're you literally just live and breathe all this soccer. It's great. Thank you so much. Like you can't see it because I'm on a pod, but I've got I'm beaming. I'm smiling <laughs> ear to ear right now. Uh, I'm glad that that comes off that 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 you can really tell that because, um, I mean, my father is from the Netherlands. He grew up in well, he was born in Rijswijk and grew up like near Amsterdam. So, you know, it's it's in my blood <laughs> to love to love the sport and. And, um, I mean, and, my, and we're talking about international women and, and yes, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles and I, you know, grew up and raised here and everything, but, um, my background is I'm Dutch, Indonesian and Mexican. And so sometimes, yes, as a, uh, part Mexican person, you think that there's like this conflict with, uh, which, which national team to, to root for. Um, even when I was in Amsterdam and I went to go visit, see Schneider's last match actually, um, at the Ajax stadium, somebody commented like oh you're wearing the wrong the wrong shirt and i was like mm, but do i have you seen my last name <laughs> <laughs> you know so um yeah so when when you say international women i think about where i come from my background my culture and and who i share that with and you know i actually am a teacher at an international language school and you know they love thankfully they love the sport too and i can connect with them on that level take them to games and and share it um, definitely you're right that more men tend to love it and, uh, but it makes for a great conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I started going to watch Norwich city as a kid and I used to sit with my mum, and she'd take me every single, every single week. And every time I speak to my grandma, she'll say, Oh, Norwich are doing well, aren't they? Norwich are doing really well. And so, you know, mm. I think maybe, maybe in the UK, it's, it's not such a, not such a big issue, but I certainly noticed in, in the MLS games that, that I've gone to that it's been very, very heavily, uh, male dominated. And I, I just mm -hmm. noticed that Michelle, you, you, you tend to bring so many people into soccer, whether you're kind of like bringing people along with you or um, going out and kind of meeting people and talking to them about soccer and stuff. And I just think that, that this is the reason that it's growing and growing and growing over in the States and Canada. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it helps with the expansion teams. Um, you know, Atlanta United can sell out, you know, 78,000 soccer fans in a stadium. I, I definitely think that the like you said like there's a soccer culture that that is here it's ingrained here and actually when you think of soccer in in the united states oftentimes you do think of women because the women it's like most girls you talk to they grew up they played on a team um even my cousin just told me i was hanging out with her yesterday in marina del rey and she just told me she's like oh yeah i used to play i was taking it seriously i wanted to be um you know, professional and I met Kobe Jones we met the galaxy like back in the 2000s she told me 
I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> so, so you do, you know, we, like it's in, it is ingrained in our culture, you know? I mean, yeah. When you think of <laughs> Bend It Like Beckham movies and things like that, um, I, I think it is a lot more, we're a lot more involved than we think. Yeah, totally. Um, since you were since you were at this game, I want to talk to you about Alvarez because there's been mm. been so much made of this kid. Even before the weekend, I should point out. Um, I was I was reading a little bit about him and uh, what Zlatan had been saying when uh, when he was on US television the other day, saying that you know he's trying to keep him keep him humble, but you know that he really is something special. Boy, did he show that right. Yeah, he really did. Um, apparently, people who have been following his career, even though he's only sixteen, I'm like career. Um, <laughs> they 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 know that they knew what he what he could bring uh, to the pitch. So when he came on, you know, Escaloto has said uh, in the at the press conference and and every interview you've heard him say is that he's about the f- offensive play. So when Alvarez stepped on the field, I mean, the whole stadium lit up and started cheering in ways that, like I said, I haven't heard over the last two seasons, like the whole, and that's what I, that's what I based my article on was that the entire, uh, you know, dignity health sports park is now, now, (laughs) as now it's called, um, you know, just came alive. Um, like we were back from the dead because of him and, and he really did make it happen. I mean, he assisted eight minutes after stepping onto the pitch he assisted in in that first in that first goal for the galaxy to to level it and i and that's all that we needed we needed the push you know some people were arguing saying like oh well there was a like a desperation in the fans like come on come on come on like please don't you know let this happen like last season <laughs> or or like that last game of the preseason um and then honestly then he then he assisted in that second goal i mean it was just unfortunate pontius wasn't able to to get it because it hit off the crossbar, but Zlatan was the one who nailed it in. And, you know, what else do you want to see but a Zlatan goal anyway? So it was uh, definitely something, and I'm so proud and glad to see, F, you know, Efren doing really well, but also to see that Zlatan's, you know, everybody talks about his ego and everything, and that is a thing. Even though you could joke that it's like, well, he speaks in hyperbole. Huh. But um, when you see those little coaching tips that he's giving to Alvarez, even just like a little tap on the shoulder, and you see Zlatan stepping into this captain position because that was another thing when Ashley Cole left. Um, that was my question uh, to to Close was, well, who is going to be leading this team? Who are you getting? And you know, he said that he had to talk to all the players first. And my my feeling was, get on it. Like, what are we doing? And I wasn't surprised when they had Zlatan captain, but I I'm so glad to see him stepping into the role like you can really see that he is caring and supportive and like you said this this 16 year old I mean to play you know in the first team with such a you know high profile team he's gonna need somebody to be able to walk him through this not just so he doesn't get a big head and like you know the whole that whole thing but just so that way yeah he can be able to manage it and handle it you don't want it to affect his play you know, soccer is a psychological sport. And so I really think that um, he could be really successful as long as, you know, of course it comes down to managing his minutes. Um, and I think I think that it, it can be, that Alvarez can be a secret weapon in a lot of ways. I think uh, I saw, for those who haven't seen it, um, 
he was given an interview uh, at, at the end of the game, and Zlatan comes up at, comes up behind him and tells him not to talk too much. How, what do you what do you read into that? Is that just Zlatan being Zlatan, or is it a bit of both? Because I kind of believe that I've said this on the on the podcast before. Ronaldo is actually arrogant, whereas Zlatan, I think, is. I don't. I don't believe he's in that same kind of. I don't put him in that same box. I think he's just kind of having a laugh and in, and enjoying himself. And he kind of backs up. You know, when he does this big talk, he, he kind of backs it up on the pitch as well. But I feel like there's kind of almost a little bit of Zlatan there, but also a little bit of no, seriously. You know, just just kind of keep it on the low, keep working hard. I, f- I felt like that was a, a really interesting um, bit of uh, bit of action from Zlatan. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Zlatan's been famous since he was six, you know, younger than 16. As soon as, you know, he was like, I don't need to take this test. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm here. And a lot of people read him that way. Um, actually at his debut conference, I was there and I was surprised to see actually how down to earth he was and that he had such a great sense, sense of humor. You know, you don't really see that. You don't hear it. And, and being, being down to earth is not something you can really fake. Like I know what people say about him and, you know, how they edit their videos and push things together and, and like this. But, but I really do think that he sincerely was giving that kid like good advice. Um, you know, when, especially when, you, you know, as a reporter, you want to get, you want to get the guys that everybody wants to talk to. But the thing is, everybody wants to talk to them. And so not only are they difficult to access, but they also have to manage um, their media time because it is a lot of attention and, and it is exhausting. And I think anybody more than Zlatan, you know, isn't going to know about that. Um, Zlatan said that he had moved to Los Angeles. He said this on the Jimmy Kimmel show. So that way, you know, Beckham told him like, Hey, you can walk around in LA and, and everybody will treat you like a normal person. And he said that that hasn't happened yet. And so I think, you know, with, when you're so young, like Alvarez and when you're so experienced, like Zlatan, I think he was serious and he's like, Hey, you know, don't talk too much. And I think that, um, I think, you know, everybody's going to, everybody's going to be all about him and and it is going to be, it's going to be tiring to, to be talking like that. And like I said, soccer is a psychological sport and we just want to make sure that, yeah, that he's safe and he's protected. Okay. And I want a prediction for it from you for this season, because we touched mm-hmm. on the fact that, that Galaxy missed out on, uh, on the playoffs last season by a point. First of all, did Galaxy make the playoffs this year? Oh, definitely. I 100% truly will feel it now. Okay. That's that's yeah. bold after week one. I like that. 100% confidence. <laughs> uh, so where well, where do you yeah, finish? Well, Are the you... preseason... Yeah, sorry. The, pre- the preseason games, they, they didn't lose. <laughs> and then they, they... I don't know. On that last that last one, they were missing... They were missing some key, some key players and they were arresting, you know, Zlatan and Kamara and, and Legit. And so... Um, then I'm feeling like, well, just looking at how the players are connecting, the chemistry that they're having uh, with the with the coaching, with the strategizing, with the offensive play. Our defense always needed a little work; they could tighten up. Um, but again, it was the first game of the season. I they just look better, they just feel better. Um, everybody is just all in. And now I'll be honest, like now Gio Giovanni, Giovanni De Santos is gone. Like now there's that dead weight is gone. And also like that negativity in the locker room is gone. So I, like I, I keep saying like, so, you know, soccer is a psychological sport and mm. now they can go ahead and move forward and they're getting along now. 
So you're you're that confident. So are we suggesting mm-hmm. uh, a supporter shield? Are we suggesting an MLS Cup? What do we reckon? <laughs> you know that as a fan, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that, but I am cautiously optimistic and realistic. Um, I I can't say that they're cup ready yet. I can't say that because it's too it's too soon to say. I do think that we have plenty of potential, but you know that's the way the galaxy's been. They've always been loaded with talent, and uh, so now we just gotta trust and see how they're gonna utilize that. Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. Good chat, that. Always nice to have Michelle on the uh, MLS UK show. She certainly knows her stuff. Yeah, uh, and d- you said, didn't you, that she actually... Uh, what a situation to be in, because obviously the time difference, she had to get up really early, mm. so she she lives an hour from work. Her commitment to the cause is incredible, so I asked her if she'd come on the, on the podcast, and um, you're talking like eight, nine hour time difference so Mm. i was kind of i was about to go to bed when we were trying to arrange it and then i had to arrange it for when she was just gonna wake up so she was getting up at like 5 a.m so that she could speak to us in the studio at like 2 p.m here just it's crazy um so commitment to the cause yeah um and as well another commitment to the cause a little a bit less because uh, leanne who uh you may know leanne as leanne the skc fan as we call her (laughs) um as part of International Women's Day, we thought we would get her on the show and talk about SKC and MLS and the, the whole inclusion of women and families into the league. Uh, obviously, Kansas has got a bit closer time to us, so hmm. it wasn't as uh, early. However, it still was really early, so we really do appreciate it from all, all our DPs. Yeah, so you had a chat with Henry. Shall we, shall we get her on now? Hey, Leanne, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> so, Leanne, you're a, a big SKC fan. We know that. Um, starting with what happened last night in the Champions League, what did happen? What went wrong? Um, well, I've, I'm in a full disclosure. I was not home yesterday evening. I got home, oh, right at the beginning of the second half. And so I was able to watch nearly half of the, of the game. And um, I, you know, that's a team that beat Toronto 4-0 on that pitch. And so I don't think there was any way that sporting was going to go into that game and underestimate that opponent. Um, I, I joked on Twitter to Elliot that there's no lead that's safe when you go down to Mexico. And really there's no result that you can count on when you're in CCL away at all. Um, those are difficult places to play. Uh, the pitch is always of sometimes of questionable quality. And also um, I believe they made about eight changes in the lineup last night. You know, getting the road goal, I think there's a lot of people that are still seeing this as, a, if not a positive result, at least an acceptable one. And I, I think it's acceptable, too. I think that they'll be able to come home and take care of business next week. Um, you know, you'd like a win, but uh, you get the road goal. And so they've, I think they, I don't know if you could say they went in there and did a job, but they, they, they at least almost went in there and did a job. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I guess if you if you compare SKC to how the rest of the uh, MLS participants in the Champions League have done, you've done a pretty good job. So in comparison, you're probably in the best place to go through. Oh, my goodness. I woke up this morning and I saw that the Atlanta game had finished 3-0 and I just thought, oh, guys. <laughs> but, you know, I watched the beginning of that one and Monterey was a really good side. So that was that was a tall order, I think, for them. 
Yeah, um, and you know, we'd like to, as an Atlanta fan, as you know, I'd like to think that they'd be able to go back to the Mercedes Benz and perhaps turn them over. But I, it's, I'm not confident. Put it that way. You know, it's not over. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're you're more optimistic than I am. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Leanne, you um, you know you watch SKC. You're a big fan of the league. Well, what's your experiences with with MLS and SKC and and the inclusion that they've got? You know we we have had we have had a really good experience supporting this team. Um, I don't know. There's positives and negatives, no matter how you look at it. I know that there are a number of people in the U.S. who still look down their noses at MLS and and kind of bemoan the family-friendly atmosphere that some of the clubs try to try to support. Um, you know, I think I, I think that's really unfortunate. We have um, we moved to Kansas City right about the same time as the new stadium opened, which was in 2011 and started going to matches right away. And I feel like at least here in Kansas city, the way that they've tried to kind of, I don't want to say mollify both sides of that argument, but I think that the owners here in Kansas city have tried to um, make it a good experience for everybody um you know they've got the at the north end of the stadium they've got the cauldron which is where the the supporters groups um are located at the matches and that's a definitely a far more rowdy um raucous part of the stadium um you know the jumping the singing the chanting and then uh, a lot of the rest of the stadium you do see a lot of families um people with kids and it's I I think that's the way we go with the sport. Um, you know, soccer is still very much a niche sport or a niche sport, I guess you'd say, in the United States. And if you if you really want to build a fan base, you have to be able to appeal to both of those types of crowds. And I think Kansas that's something Kansas City is doing really well. I think there's a lot of other teams in MLS that are trying to do something of the same thing and you can see you know in Chicago they've had a lot of trouble with their um, the communication between the, the supporters groups in the front office and that's always a really difficult thing to overcome but it's something that teams really need to work at they really need to work at communicating with fans making sure that there's a place for everybody at the games um, because if you pander to one side or the other and just leave everybody else out, you're not going to have much of a fan base here in America where you're already struggling to kind of uh, find your way among all the other more popular sports. Yeah, well, I guess, um, I mean, the, the league have done uh, their bit in the teams by introducing uh, m- bigger known players. We look at Wayne Rooney and Zlatan and stuff like that. Johnny Russell, of course. Um, but... Um, is it now down to the the teams themselves, the clubs themselves, to look and think right? If we want to in in the long term compete with the I don't know American football and basketball and whatever, is it now where they've got to get the the, the like the kids involved and make it more family friendly rather than putting families off but going? Oh, you know that's that's tough. You know you saw the the issues in Columbus last year and I, I know there's a lot of people that are really thankful that 
that the crew were able to stay in Columbus. And that's that ended up, I guess, the best it could for for the situation that they found themselves in. Um, but I, I don't know. This is an argument that's bigger than this because you get into the, the argument of whether MLS being a single entity is a good thing or a bad thing. And, of course, we all know that in order to make soccer kind of work in America that they almost had to start out that way. And do we need to move now to something where all the clubs are setting out more on their own and, and aren't quite as beholden to or as supported by MLS? Yeah, of course we need to move in that direction. And at that point, it's going to be on every individual club to say, what works in our city? What kind of a population do we have? What are our demographics? How do we appeal to everybody in our city? And they need to start doing all of that right now. I know MLS is still single entity and it's still kind of one big umbrella of a thing. But yes, every club definitely does have to look and see what's our city like? What what do the fans here want? What would make more people come what would make more people start watching on TV? All of that. You know, I mean, Columbus very nearly lost their team. And Kansas City was in that same situation. Oh, 2006, I believe it was, until they had somebody come in, some new owners come in and buy the team. You know, our city almost lost our team, too. And you have to have really, really forward-looking ownership. Even if you have got the league's protection or whatever you would call it, you've got to have forward-looking ownership that is willing to players spend on the stadium. It's an old song, but that's the one that we're going to keep singing, I think, as long as the league continues to be um, in this growth phase that it's in right now. Um, so Kansas City then, as a, as a soccer city, of course, we've seen in the last few years that Atlanta have, have really embraced soccer with uh, Atlanta United. What's Kansas City like for those people here in the UK that haven't been? What's it like as a soccer city? <laughs> well, um, you know, everybody's very proud of the city that they live in, and we are, we're no exception here in Kansas City. They call the Midwest flyover country um, because... People that are from outside the U.S., they know about New York, they know about Miami, and they know about Los Angeles, and everywhere else is just somewhere in the middle. Well, we're really, really in the middle. Um, but Kansas City is, uh, it really is a, a great little city. Um, we we love it here. I There are some diehards here who have been, um, who have been soccer fans you know, in the short history of MLS ever since the beginning. And, and those of us who have moved here since then are certainly guys because um, that's they have helped to build a culture that the rest of us have been able to just jump right in and join. But um, sports in Kansas City are, um, are, are huge. And one of the um, one of the great things about being a Kansas Cityan is tailgating. And you see that at in the NFL, uh, the Chiefs, and with baseball, with the Royals, um, a lot of times, and now you see it with, with sporting, a lot of times people will arrive at the game hours and hours ahead of time. They'll set up a barbecue grill in the parking lot. Um, and you see that with SKC as well. You know, if you come several hours before kickoff, um, people are grilling out in the parking lot. There's groups of kids that are, you know, kicking a ball around, um, there's 
flags flying in the parking lot and people just kind of turn it into a party. And we, we really like that about our city that we can turn game day into the whole day and not just the 90 minutes that the boys are out on the pitch. Yeah, I think that's something here in the UK that we, we look at MLS and, and the US sports and we are quite env- envious of it because, for example, uh, coming into uh, the studio today, it's it's raining, it's uh, very cold here in the UK, so obviously barbecues is not really an option at the moment. So uh, that's one of the things that we do look and think, oh, I wish it was a bit, the weather was a bit nicer so we could do that and make a bit more of a day of it. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and Kansas City is, and many other cities in the United States too, we, we do definitely get every kind of weather you could imagine here. Um, the, uh, the first game uh, that we went to this year has been um, the CCL matchup here against Toluca. And I believe, I know it was just above freezing for the high that day, but it was hovering right around the freezing mark at kickoff i believe that night maybe a little bit above um and you know there will be games when i don't know my fahrenheit to celsius but there will be games in the summer when it's in the 30s at kickoff celsius and and you're sweltering out there and we just kind of brave the weather and dress for it and do the best we can um so looking at this season then um you know we've we've mentioned the ccl in terms of mls as a SKC fan, what are you hoping for this year? Um, win all the trophies, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, you know, last year they they were able to kind of shake that um, early playoff bounce that they've that they've that's plagued them for several years. Um, you know, they the the team came right out and said we don't want to be one and done in the playoffs this year and and you know, they almost made it to MLS Cup and we were really proud of the guys for that and I think this year um for right now CCL is probably the biggest priority I know that uh coach Vermees wants to win every day he goes out um, very scary very competitive and so he doesn't ever take a day off um but right now I know they're prioritizing CCL I know they want to win that their goal is to get to the club world cup um but also, I think they are targeting another deep playoff run this year. Um, what he has said is that he wants the team to be too deep at every position. So you could um, run a completely different 11 out one day than the next if you needed to. Um, and so that they, they really worked on building depth this offseason. They got Kellen Rowe from New England, who's going to give them a lot more flexibility and depth in the midfield. And then, um, let's see, they signed Rodney Wallace as a left back, which that's kind of a position that they continually look to upgrade. And we have a really steady left back in Seth Sinovic who just rises to the top every season and becomes the starter once, once the hot weather hits again. Um, but they've really focused on depth and trying to um, not only win CCL, but make another deep playoff run this year. And so I think that I don't, I think that's a reasonable goal for this team. MLS UK show. Nice. Do you know what? Um, Norwich City have only started doing well since I sent Leanne my uh, green and yellow scarf. Really? Is that yeah. how it works? I think so. Well, Leanne, you'll be getting a Bolton scarf soon. <laughs> uh, right, should we do five things you may miss from MLS this week? Let's do it. Do I get to do the numbers? You do. I've still got my cough and sore throat, so I might be able to pull it off for you. 
<coughs> One. LAFC forward Carlos Vea has said that rivals LA Galaxy will regret allowing fellow Mexican forward Giovanni Dos Santos leave the club. He's just on the wind-up because they're rivals. He said, obviously, I don't know the full situation, but he knows in the good times and the bad, he can count on me. Oh, that's nice. He'll, <laughs> he'll want to bring Rafael Marquez to the club next. <laughs> he said, I'll always support him and I'll always be there for him. Um, LA Galaxy fans not sharing the same thoughts as Carlos Vela, I must admit. But um, <laughs> uh, but they good news for LA Galaxy fans, uh, despite the loss which I'm sure they're gutted about of Giovanni Dos Santos. The club have announced um, that they will be giving away of 10,000 since 96 scarves to the first 10,000 people that enter the stadium for their match against Minnesota United next week. So we may not be able to pay for these players to stay with us and you know dig out our TAM to, to make it happen, but yeah, have a scarf. <laughs> um, Do... <laughs> Sorry, do that again. That was just a growl. (laughs) Two. Um, This was announced on the same night as Giovanni Dos Santos, but Nick Raimondo, of course, last season we teased him for being... How old is he, Elliot? Yeah, happy birthday to Nick Raimondo, by the way. He's uh, 207. Yeah, well... Next birthday. He's uh, took his, his 208th year uh, will be his last in MLS. He's announced that he will be retiring, so we, we're losing Nick Raimondo and Tim Howard in one season. More bothered about Nick Raimondo. <laughs> Three. Uh, Pity Martinez, uh, Atlanta United's new D- DP, has been called up to the Argentine national team for their matches against Venezuela and Morocco at the end of the month. Four. Uh, number four, Zlatan has been trolled by FC Dallas. Have you seen this video? Yeah. Uh, so it, this uh, comes after Zlatan at the start of the season said he's here to um, break every single record in MLS. FC Dallas have done a video stating that uh, if he wants to break the record for all-time goal scorer, which uh, Wondolowski is on the verge of doing, mm. uh, so good luck to him, but they say that uh, Zlatan would need another 122 goals this year. Um so they're pointing out that it would be, it would be quite a struggle for him to do that. This is coming from FC Dallas, who we like on this podcast. However, uh, were selling Zlatan jerseys at their club shop. Were they? Mm. I did not know that. Oof. That's um, I don't like that. So they made a little bit of money out of him, and yeah. now they're going for going in for the troll. Mm. Uh, I mean, it is a very funny video, but I don't know how I feel about selling Zlatan shirts. It's just weird, isn't it? Yeah. Weird. Anyway, five. And uh, number five, last but certainly not least, four months after becoming DC United's technical director, Dane Murphy might be about to leave for a position in England. Can you guess, Elliot, which team he could be joining? They're in League One. Bolton? No, we'll be in League One next year, (laughs) but this team is currently in League One. Sunderland? No, Barnsley. Oh. Um, apparently they're uh, they're close to agreeing a deal. He's only been there a few uh, four months, but Barnsley are interested in a sort of a similar role there. Uh, Barnsley doing very well. I think they're about to get promoted, so uh, it'll be a championship team next year. Wow. Okay. I l- see. This is the thing. MLS always, MLS is rubbish. All these players are coming over. We're starting to get staff over here yeah. as well. MLS can't be that bad. Yeah. So uh, good luck to him. Um, Actually, Ashley Cole's been dreadful, so I'd like to retract that comment. (laughs)
Right, last week on the show, uh, like we do every season now, we had my girlfriend Poppy to review the kits. Uh, last week was the Western Conference. She's now looking at the Eastern Conference, and we find out whose kit does she like better. Does she like Orlando City's, or does she like Atlanta United's? Oh, I'm sure she wasn't swayed at all in this. Well, we'll see. Here's part two. The MLS UK Show. Let's move on now to the Eastern Conference. So the Eastern Conference features uh, Atlanta, Orlando. Uh, so you know, so this is mine and Elliot's team. So be careful what you say on this one. I can't actually remember. I remember who Elliot supports, but I can't actually remember who you support. So this is Atlanta United. This is right. Okay. This is my favourite team. Okay. What do you think of this shirt? I don't like it. Right. Okay. That's <laughs> enough of that. Oh, uh, I like the back. The I like black. how they've kept the back empty for where your number and name goes. Yeah. That is thoughtful consideration. But you don't like it. We all know how I feel about red. That brings us nicely <laughs> onto the Chicago Fire then. What do you think of this kit? Okay. Is he in the middle of goalie? No. Okay. That's Bastian Schweinsteiger. He's won a World Cup before. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I like the white kit. Again, the hoop, if it goes around the back, I'm not feeling... I just don't like the placement of it. It does look like they're wearing, like... You know those um, crop tops that girls wear on nights out? That's what it looks like they've got over the top. Right. I just don't get it. It would look so much better around the waist. That's just bizarre. But I like the hoop around the socks. I think that's cool. So this is FC Cincinnati. They're new to the league. Um, what do you think of uh, What do you think of this one? I don't know. I've got nothing to say about it. I'm not sure I like those two colours together. I mean, if it was straight up stripes, it'd be dreadful. But because it has that pattern and because they're almost see-through stripes so that you can see the blue underneath. I mean, it's definitely not my favourite, but it's definitely not the worst I've seen. That's one of my favourite kits. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's the away kit. They've gone white again. Do you think that's better? I like the white. I like the stripes, the horizontal stripes. Um, I guess footballers haven't got to worry about looking fat, have they? No. (laughs) Here's your favourite team. This is Columbus Crew. Uh, This is their effort this season. A bit patchy. Is it just like a theme with football shirts for them to look washed? Um, well, Adidas make them all, so perhaps. I just feel like that's like what happens when you put a black sock in with a yellow top. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, I love the bottoms, I like the stripes, I like the collar lines, I like the arms. It's just the checkered, it's the darker tone of yellow. Okay, next, we've got DC United. This is Wayne Rooney's team, so Wayne Rooney will be dressing in white when he's playing away this season. What do you think about that? Um, Again, it's just a white top, isn't it? There's so many white tops, they're going to have to be careful when they're playing each other. I get that they change tops, but... What do you think about the silver sort of outline to it? I wouldn't have said that was silver, I would have said that was dirty grey. So this is Montreal Impact. Now, you didn't like the last kit that was this blue Cincinnati what do you think of this one I like it do you like it <laughs> is it because it's got black with it yeah it breaks it up doesn't it and I like the stripes because I know I didn't it looks like um Atlanta but in blue um I like that New England Revolution don't really do great kit launches you're gonna have to look closer to the screen for this one um what do you think about that one okay so it's sky blue yeah it's just like one big stripe, isn't it? I, I can't say anything else other than that. New York City. I like it. Yeah? Yeah, What do you I really think of like the stripe it. down the middle? I like that. I can see stripes on the bottoms. Do they have stripes underneath the arms as well? It looks like it. So 
that'd be the issue that they wouldn't match up but i like the black and red is it red yeah black and orangey red on the arms uh what would you give this out of 10 six okay what could you improve on just the stripes yeah and maybe like a more intense blue so this is New York City's rivals. This is New York Red Bulls. This is their away kit. Um, they're calling it the Glitch. It's kind of a mix between white and uh, sort of grey. What do you think of this? I get why they're calling it the Glitch. And I feel like you could change your tyre on a car and wouldn't even notice that you got it a little bit dirty. Right, okay. So this is great for mechanics. <laughs> now, uh, this awful kit. This is Orlando oh, City. Dreadful. I know somebody's bought two of these. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this? I like it. Do you like it? Yeah. Uh, what do you it's like? It's a good colour purple. I know Bryony, Elliot's um, fiance, uh, likes purple too. So I get why she likes this kit. It's a good colour purple. It's like the Cadbury's, that's chocolate bar um, colour. Right. And So when I think of that, I look at it, I think of chocolate. Okay, so that's why you like it. Yeah. And what would you give it out of ten? An eight. Strong eight. Okay, a bit of irony there that makes you think of chocolate and they're sponsored by Orlando Health. <laughs> um, Philadelphia Union. So this is the bimbo team. Do you remember these from last year? I do. Um, so this is their new away kit. They've gone kind of white with a bit of I love it. blue pattern on it. This is their home kit. I think with a home kit, they've just made the bimbo bigger. Yeah, I prefer their away kit. I love that um, kind of wheel that they've got going on. Yeah, I just feel like it's such a shame that they've not done that as the home kit and the other one as the away that one's a bit boring isn't it last but certainly not the least uh toronto fc they're the ones in red here what do you think of this kit you know i normally hate red yeah we know that i actually don't hate this it's not as intense a red as say like liverpool right it's like in between a red and a burgundy okay so out of all the kits we've seen what would you say your favourite is? Um, I'd say it's a draw between Montreal Impact and the one with the wheel. Philadelphia Union. Yeah. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Talking sense there. Talking sense there. No, I'm not having it. It's a bit of a start where I have Atlanta United stuff all over our house and she goes, who do you, I know who Elliot supports, but who do you support? <laughs> I'm like... Do you not open your eyes at home? Um, I, it's, it's not... It, it, Orlando's is a better kit. I think that's a fair comment. I don't know. I like Atlanta's. Apart from Orlando uh, cities, whose is your favourite kit this season? Um, do you know what I don't like? I don't like the NYCFC one. With the stripe down. Mm, don't mm. like that. It looks really like the last one, but they've just added a stripe. Don't like that. You like the LAFC away? I do, but I kind of changed my mind a bit. I like the Cincinnati home shirt. I don't mm. know what it is. I just don't, I just like that. I really like the Cincinnati home shirt, but I've kind of been put off saying it because it's actually a template. It's an yeah. Adidas template for like one of their training shirts. Um, so I've kind of been kind of been put off that. Um, but I like I like the Red Bulls offering as well. The glitch shirt. Yeah, yeah. There's some good shirts. They've done well this year. I don't. There's a lot of plain white ones, which I'm not on board with. Um, no, I think the plane, like San Jose Earthquakes, uh, I think, um, yeah, they don't have a sponsor, do they? And I just mm. think mm, a bit plain for me. But, um, but no, so Poppy will be back on next season to review next year's <laughs> kits. So, um, oh, and it'll be, you'll be getting rid of the peach kit then. 
I know, yeah, new away kit. It'll be white. We know MLS, it'll be white. Yeah, probably have stripes on as well. <laughs> uh, right, after last week where you, we've not mentioned it yet, but you did really well on predictions, didn't you? Yes! Uh, a lot of people have picked up on that and tweeted you, oh, well done, you got Seattle, It's Cincinnati because I, right. I so confidently just went 4-1. I know, it's all about the way you say it. Um, but yeah, so you've won, so you're 1-0 up. I've, I've not fully checked. But I've got more points than I had last year in the yeah, whole of the season. I've not fully checked to, basically to see how many I got right, but I'll be honest, I don't think I got any right, and no. you got two, so we've uh, we put you down as a as a win. Got two exactly, I got the 2-2 between Orlando and New York, and I got the 4-1 for <laughs> Seattle-Cincinnati. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, so how it works is that each week we'll do predictions for next weekend's game. You can get involved, tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram us, is at MLS UK Show on all platforms. And uh, what we do, if you get the right outcome, so let's say you say Atlanta to beat Cincinnati, you get five points. If you get the right score, you get ten points. So those are the rules. Elliot, the first game of the weekend, this weekend, at six o'clock UK time on oh. Saturday night, is Chicago Fire versus Orlando City. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't be less confident, I'll be honest with you. Really? Mm. After last week? Chicago Fire looked really good. Do you reckon Nani will start? I don't know. I hope so. I, just, I don't feel confident about this. The Chicago, Chicago looked really good last week. I... I think we lose this. I, I'm going to go three-one Chicago Fire. Three-one. I think. I think two-one Chicago Fire. Okay. New England Rebs, Columbus Crew. Um, New England Rebs are a good point. Both of these sides actually good points last week. Uh, way at FC Dallas for New England. Columbus at home to New York Red Bulls. Um, where do you see this one going? I think New England are probably one of the weakest. Weaker sides. So I'm going to go for a rare away victory. I'm going to go 2-0 Columbus. Right, okay. Uh, Columbus crew were our... Uh, they are in our bad books last year because mm. they had too many 0-0s. We're yeah. not in this league for 0-0s. Uh, so I'm not going to go for a 0-0. But I do think... I think New England Revolution will win this. I think they'll just win it. And I think it'll be 2-1. Going for a home win? Yeah. Okay. N- never a bad bet in MLS, but I just, I don't know, I just don't fancy it. Um, FC Dallas versus LA Galaxy. Oh, I'm confident about LA Galaxy this season. I really am. I think they're going to turn it around. So I think, I think this will be 3-1 to the Galaxy. Mm, I'm going 2-1. Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Houston Dynamo versus Montreal Impact. Good win for Montreal last week at San Jose. Easy win though, isn't it? At San Jose. Yeah, true. Uh, we found last year uh, Houston were really they were a bit of a home side, weren't they? They did quite well at home. Mm. So I'm going to think. I think that'll continue. I think they'll win this three two. I'm going to go two nil Houston. Uh, unsurprisingly, last week this is at eleven o'clock, by the way, on Saturday night. Uh, RSL uh, conceded, but also scored, <laughs> which we found they do quite a lot. Uh, they're at home to Vancouver Whitecaps this week, who uh, lost three two. Um, away, uh, sorry, at home to Minnesota. We didn't mention that, but that was a really good win, wasn't it, for Minnesota? It was a good win. Um, I, I don't think Vancouver come come back from that. I think three one RSL. Um, I think two two. I think mean, RSL will draw again. There was a few draws last week. There was like three draws in a row, three or mm. four draws in a row last week. And I, I never predict them. Um, San Jose 
versus Minnesota United. This is at 1am here in the UK. Uh, this, I, is a, this is a big Minnesota win. I know. I, yeah, I think Minnesota will, will win again. I think they'll have a quite a good start, me. I think this will be... I think this will be 2-1 to Minnesota. 3-0. Uh, Seattle Sounders looking to, uh, you know, continue their winning start to the season against Colorado Rapids. Last year, this would have been a home banker. Mm. This year, slightly different. No, I... I still think I still think Seattle have got too much at home. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. A um, bit more of a slender lead, though. I'm going to go 2-0. Um, I think Colorado will score, but I think it'll be 3-1 to Seattle. Um, this, arguably, I think this is the biggest game of the weekend. Well, maybe not, actually. I've seen the last game. <laughs> uh, New York City versus DC United. Wayne Rooney going to New York. Uh, DC United have announced this week they want to get Acosta signed up on a new contract before the summer transfer window. Best player on the pitch of the weekend by a mile. Um, I think I think DC oh, it's so hard because DC were brilliant, but it's difficult on the road. I'm going to say two all. I think right DC. I think will will smash teams at home and they might struggle away. A bit what I'm saying, like and what I'm saying for Atlanta. I think DC will win though. I think it'll be two one. Okay, SKC are at home to Philadelphia Union. SKC win, and with you, Leanne, I think it'll be three <laughs> nil. Uh, I'm going to go two nil SKC. Atlanta versus FC Cincinnati, four nil Atlanta. Said it confidently, so it'll happen. Two nil. Two. Atlanta. Okay. Uh, and now, arguably the game of the weekend, uh, LAFC versus Portland Timbers. This is at half 11 on Sunday evening. This is tasty. Tasty. Uh, what do you say to this? LAFC had a great start. That win against SKC was a big win. I love the LAFC roster. I think I mm. just think they've got that roster spot on. I, I, just, I have to look at Portland Timbers' firepower compared to LAFC, and they're on the road. I think LAFC at home win this, and I think it's... 3-1 I'm going 2-0 LAFC uh, but I do think they'll win um, although Portland are more than capable of, of winning this game but I think LAFC at home will do it there we go right so before we go we've got one more thing to do and that is the game with the changing name Elliot have you figured out who it is you're staying quiet <laughs> you can't just put your mic down now if you don't know. Right, he's not talking. Okay, the clues I give you uh, for this player was his MLS career started out Columbus Crew. He played 161 games for them. He then went to England. He played for Preston and Everton on loan. Then he went to Fulham and played 140 games before coming back and playing for Chicago Fire for 59 games. He's staying quiet. He doesn't know who it is. It was Brian McBride. Congratulations if you got that right. Um, we'll have another game with the changing name player next week. Remember, if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MLS UK Show, you can get the uh, Fantasy League code. We're doing a Fantasy League. Uh, we've got over 100 people in that league, so mm. it's uh, really going to be a difficult, difficult league, especially for us to... Did average last year. I'm already buried in mid-table <laughs> mediocrity. Uh, we'll do a, we'll do a few updates every every couple of weeks just so we can check in on that. Yeah, you can also download uh, some phone backgrounds as well for your team. We've done one, uh, two for every side, 
uh, if you go to our Twitter page, you just uh, you just basically save it off there. There's one for new iPhone and one for regular phones like I've got, uh, so you can download it from there. So make sure you follow us. Um, and just before we go, I just want to say as well, last week's podcast yeah. um, had the most listens within a week. So thank you for listening. If you're not listening to it, it's our MLS preview show. Um, you know, head on there and you know rate us on uh, your podcast provider. You know, give us a few, a few. Well, give us five stars, not a few stars. That'll damage our average. Five or five or don't bother. I think is the, <laughs> is the general message. Um, we don't do this enough. We don't big ourselves up enough. But we we set ourselves a target at the start of the season when we when we dropped the first episode. We were like, oh, we set ourselves a, a benchmark of where we'd like to be by the end of the season, and we just smashed through it. Because you lot are blooming brilliant, so yeah, thank you. A bit of underestimate. I think we <laughs> underestimated ourselves a bit, but um, yeah. Listen back. This season already has been great. We've had Mo Adams on from Chicago Fire. We've had loads of DPs on. Uh, we will continue to do that in the next few weeks as well. Uh, DPs are our designated phoners. Um, if you want to put yourself forward for your team, at MLS UK Show on Twitter. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. As always, enjoy week two of MLS, and we'll be back with you next week. Have a good one. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.